raccoon What it is. This is red-blooded outdoors. What in the world are you doing? Chilling. What you been doing today? Uh, this morning I woke up, you know, about nine o'clock. Yeah. Slept in a little late today. You, uh, you watched me hold a garden. Watched you hold a garden, cut the grass. Watched you, you do that. You watched me cut the grass. Yeah. Then I uh, left, went up there to Ball Ground. Ball Ground, Georgia. Grandma's birthday. Little party we had. Right. Little low country bull. Yeah. Ate some cake and watermelon. Right. Tried this new trend I've been seeing a lot of people do where they're taking mustard and putting it on their watermelon. Why would you run a piece of watermelon? And, uh, well, I didn't put a, I didn't do it on the whole piece of watermelon. I just did the piece I was going to bite. Right. And uh, don't try it because it is not good. That that reminds me of a, the guy I worked for. He uh he was in the office one day talking about this place that uh sold a peanut butter burger. Oh yeah, I remember that. And uh. He he was talking how good that peanut butter burger was. It's a hamburger with peanut butter on it. <laughs> so I said, well, next time I go there, I'll get me a peanut butter burger. Do not get a peanut butter burger. Didn't you attempt to make one at the house one day? That's what it was, yeah. 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 So I, I cook a hamburger and put peanut butter on it, and it burnt that hamburger. Burnt it. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I didn't go there and eat it at the place, but he was t- talking about the place where it was at. Now, unless they just have some type of spectacular way they make it, there's no way it could be good. That it's like, was that, like them things Mama made us the other night for dessert. She she took the tortillas and put peanut butter in them, then the marshmallow filling and the Hershey's. That was a mess, and it was a mess. It, half of it was on the plate. Yeah, that was a mess. So don't don't run watermelon with mustard. Don't put peanut butter on a hamburger. It don't make no sense. No. And don't put a tortilla in the toaster with chocolate in it. <laughs> no. It don't make no sense. <laughs> nope. Buck was going to be on this podcast, but uh, we had some technically technical difficulties while we was recording. Yeah. And then uh, he had to he had to bounce on out. He done he done moved out the house, but he's still going to be a part of the podcast he just ain't on this and me and buck rode up to uh a friend of ours house uh me and hers got a podcast together called off the elevator so we went up there and recorded an episode today and uh as we was coming back home we stopped at the wendy's there in cartersville cartersville georgia and they had the dining room closed not because of the corona, but because they didn't have no help. They couldn't fully staff the restaurant. And we sat in the sat in the drive through for about ten minutes and the line didn't even move. Like the when we went and did the podcast with Chad and Blake, we stopped right there in Rock Mart at the Zaxby's. Yeah, that's and right. We we pulled around to the drive through. We we went there because they wasn't nobody there. We was like, Oh, this is gonna be fast. We get this, get on down the road. Right. Pull up. It's got a piece of paper on the drive-through. We closed day at five o'clock on a Friday. It. On a Friday night, because they didn't have no help. Mm-hmm. Man, your mama went up to Blue Ridge. Uh, like was it last Saturday? May yeah. have been. And we stopped at the Cracker Barrel for breakfast, and uh, twenty-five minute wait to get in there. Which which waiting at the Cracker Barrel is not unusual. No. But the dining room wasn't. But a third of the way full and uh watched numerous people come up and get told 25 30 minute wait and of course they was getting agitated because they could see the dining room wasn't full a lot of folks left 25 minutes turned into 45 minutes then when we sat down it took longer than usual to get our food and like i said the dining room wasn't even half full but they didn't have no help they they only had two waitresses for the whole Cracker Barrel. That's it. It's like up there to, I know the one by the house especially, but the Waffle House. They uh, I went in there a couple weeks ago. 
walked in, sat down, and I noticed there wasn't nobody in there. And me and my friend were just in there sitting down. Nobody would ever come up to us to take our order or nothing. Yeah. Finally, a lady come out there and said, oh, we're only doing to-go orders. We ain't got enough help to yeah. do the inside and to-go. Well, me and G went uh, fishing Friday, and uh, we was going to stop at the Waffle House right there off 75, Interstate 75, and that thing was closed that morning. They had one guy cleaning up the parking lot, sweeping the parking lot, you know, Waffle House employee. And yeah. Didn't have no help. Said they didn't have, have enough help to open. You know something's up when the Waffle House is closed down. Man. The Waffle House never shuts. I mean, gosh. So I knew uh, I knew I was going to talk about this subject, uh, the shortage of people wanting to work. It's not a shortage of workers because there's plenty of people to work. Yeah. It's a shortage of people wanting to work. And regardless of uh, your opinion of why these people aren't working, the fact remains that they ain't working, right? Yeah. Um. So I knew I was going to talk about this, and throughout the week, you know, I I felt the urge to just pitch a fit about it and get all soapboxy and pitching a fit. And I'd ask the Lord to to uh, guide me in what to say my articulation of things because I wanted my point to get across and uh, I'm not worried about being politically correct by no means but I I wanted uh, my point to get across and throughout the week it uh, it just I I couldn't grasp it I couldn't I was reading on it you know and these unemployment benefits and Blase, blase, all this other mess. And uh, I just never could grasp exactly what I was going to say. And Jesse, the host, co-host on the other podcast, she had sent me a sermon. And uh, the title of that sermon is from the church she goes to. You can watch it on YouTube. It's uh, I think it's His Hands Church okay. out of Canton, Georgia. The title of that sermon was Help Wanted. And as I listened to the sermon, I, d- I didn't feel like I was stopped dead in my tracks. But uh, I felt, whoa, here, here is, here's what I need to be looking at right here. Yeah. Is what I felt. Sort of made you realize. And, uh. The pastor was going to uh, talk on the subject, preach on the subject, however you take it. Uh, that got changed because on Sundays uh, they have like a after church some fellowship. They have some food trucks come in the church out there. I've never been to that church and do food trucks and stuff like that. Anyhow, one of the food trucks couldn't show up because of they didn't have any help, which made him think about Matthew chapter 9, starting with verse 35. And uh, I don't want to butcher up what he had to say. If any of y'all are interested, y'all check it out. But uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 through 38 And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. I need to be a worker in faith for Jesus. I need to pray 
for more workers in faith for Christ. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That I feel the reason that was on my heart or in my head was to hear this whisper right here. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it goes back to, like I said, whether you agree with what they got to say or why they ain't working or why people's working with anybody else or not. Think about think about what Jesus heard from people that he didn't agree with and he still loved them. You, he still loved them, right? I'll be, I'll be the first to say that this labor shortage, so to speak, was getting on my nerves was ticking me off that people out here ain't working, right? Yep. That all these places that were fully staffed, these businesses, be it big or mom and pop, they got hit by this pandemic. And now as the pandemic, so to speak, winds down, they're still dealing with this crap, right? And it was ticking me off. I should be praying for those people that aren't working Right for them to see what needs to be going on in their life, for them to see what Jesus has for them, right? For them to know how God's leading them, for them to hear the whispers. That's what I should be doing, right? Instead of passing judgment onto these people for them being sorry, that's what I should be doing, being a worker for Christ, I should be praying for these mom and pops, even these big corporations. Those people have families to feed, too, the people that work there. Yep. All of them. That's what I should be praying for. That's 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 the work in this that I feel I should be doing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Now, I'm not saying overlook the fact that this is going on in our great country, right? Because we, we got to always strive when we see wrong to speak it but we got to speak it the right way you see what i'm saying yeah we got to we got to speak it the right way and uh it was clear to me that uh i was i was meant to uh to take that it was meant for me to hold off saying what i had to say or saying what i thought i had to say in the way I was going to say it, for that to be brought to me, and it was a blessing. I'm glad she sent it to me. It uh, put some things in perspective for me. What you think on that, Raccoon? Oh yeah, I mean, it uh, it's no it's matter good. no matter where you look at it, it's never you shouldn't be if somebody's sitting at home drawing unemployment or something. Shouldn't be being mean to them or whatever, however you want to say it, calling them lazy or sorry or anything. Talk to them and be like, "Yo, this is why you need a job." Right. Well, I don't know nobody personally that's doing that. I don't either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I myself, and I, you know, I don't. We don't know other people's situations to begin with, right? Yeah. I don't know anybody personally, so anything I'm going to get soapboxy about is about some people I don't know. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know all the logistics that went into uh, however you want to speak it, the, this hush money that's going out, in my opinion, for the unemployment benefits, these stimulus bills, and all that. Uh, I don't know all the logistics to begin with, right? Yeah. I, I've read on them. I'm sure there's a lot out there that know a lot more and uh, about all that. Yeah, but you, you never really know the full story. It was a true, true blessing for me to get this. Truly was because I was about to pitch a fit <laughs> <laughs> when I when I. I should have been praying. We need more workers for Christ. You see what I'm saying? And I, I need to be a worker of Christ, right? 
just because I don't agree with what some people's doing or what some people's getting don't mean that I need to down them and pitch a fit. It means I need to love them. It means I need to pray for them. I need to pray for me, right, mm-hmm. for everything. So I'm so glad I got that big time. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what's been going on, man? What's been going on? Not much. I mean, we've been fishing a little bit. Yeah, we've been we've been fishing a lot more this year than we have years and, past. Yeah, we've been I fishing some more. What about that bear that's been running around yeah. here in Paulden well, County? If it's one bear, I'm not sure about that. I ain't sure if it's one bear either. Because it's on one side one day, and the next day it's all the way back right. on the other side. Right. But it. Um, so we live in Paulden County, Georgia. And the last numbers I heard, I think, were from 2019. It was close to 170,000 people that lived here in the county. Um, I think it was 2000. Uh, yeah, 2019. So 170,000 people. I know we've got more people than that now, be it three years later, with the growth that we've had. Oh, yeah. Um. But we're a suburb. I'd say I don't know the the total numbers, but it's definitely suburb meets rural because the you got the northern part of the county that has a lot of rural area, the southern part has a lot of rural area, the west part has a good bit of rural area with some subdivisions in it. There's subdivisions all through the county, yeah. But the east. The eastern part of the county is a lot more suburban than than the rest of the county. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would. I'm not sure. I, I guess Paulden County would be considered Metro Atlanta, wouldn't it? I think it, it might be. And that side of Paulden County is the side closer to Atlanta, right? Yeah, the east yeah, side. Yeah, the eastern so side. I guess that's that. That's probably why there's more. As I would say it, there's more of a there's more of a city over there. Yeah, yeah. More of the city life on the east side. So I mean, we got I mean, just right the road here, we got some horse farms. Yeah, we got some vineyards, a lot of hay fields. There's there's cow farm, cattle farms here. Uh, I don't think there's any hardcore agriculture left in this county anymore. If it is, it's unbeknownst to me. Yeah, I don't. You don't see much uh, much farming going on. Right yeah, but here. but now you do see cattle. Horses, hay. Uh, there's some vineyards. Yep. Um, and I guess that's pretty. Now there's a lot of uh, fairly large size private land tracks. Yeah. Uh, that are rural that may not be farmed in you know any cattle or horses anything like that. It's just it's just rural enough to be to still be considered a hot spot for turkey hunting and deer hunting and yeah, stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And we got two WMAs. Yep. That that encompass close to thirty thousand. It might be over thirty thousand acres um, of WMA of state, you know, managed land. Yeah. Uh, so it's well, what I'm saying. It's not abnormal. It's not out of the realm of thought that there are bears in this county, right? Yeah. So. And Paulden County is in the northern bear zone of Georgia. So in Georgia, you can kill two bears during the fall and winter season. Right? It's the fall. Yep. Uh, You can kill two bears. One of them has to come from the northern zone. Okay, so we have, I think the population is like close to 6,000 bears estimated by the DNR in the state and there's a northern zone there's a middle georgia zone and there's a southern zone so you can kill one bear in the either the southern or the middle zone and if you kill another it has to come from the northern zone but you can harvest two bears out of the northern zone and there's only certain is it certain zones you can hunt bears with, like, running with dogs? That's only in the southern zone. It's only in the southern zone. Now, and speaking of that, 
to the best of my knowledge, the only reported bear attack in Georgia history of a person. Now, I'm not saying animals, livestock, a campsite, anything like that. I'm saying, beknownst to me, I believe the only reported attack on a person in Georgia was in 2011. Uh, 2011, and that guy was hunting, and they had shot the bear. They was running it with dogs, and something another happened to where the bear mauled him after being shot. They thought the bear was dead. I don't know the full details of the story. I just remember that uh, being a thing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is and I think in North America, like there's one uh, reported black bear attack that maybe ends with a fatality every year. So it's very abnormal. And, I mean, one is a lot. When you, when you talk about somebody losing their life, but uh, for the amount of bears, black bears in all of North America, that's really not that many. You, yeah. you see what I'm saying? And it's real. It's real easy to scare a bear away from you, anyway. I mean, you're watching TV shows and stuff. They're always when a bear gets close to them, you know, they start yelling, "Hey, bear, get out of here! This is my property, or whatever." You know. Well, me and Buck walked up on a bear last year that was on the on the back side of an outcropping and some rocks uh we was in that area for a bear hunt but the hunt didn't start till the next day so we didn't even have any guns or anything and we walked up within 15 yards of this bear that i estimate to probably be maybe 200 pounds uh and when that bear why that bear didn't hear us coming i'll never know uh, we had the wind in our favor. I don't. I don't really know how it happened to begin with, but we walked up on the bear, and when that bear realized we was there, he turned around and sounded like he was hitting every tree in the woods and never looked back. I mean, we heard him running forever out. But now you got you got the fact that. A lot of people in this county aren't hunting. They lived in. They live in subdivisions. Yep. Uh, they, they may be unbeknownst to others. Oh, bears here. And we've seen. I know for a fact. I've seen one bear. Right. Hunting on the forest. Right. It run out. It run out on the road. Ten yeah. yards in front of us. Right. And just crossed the road. Yeah. Just crossed the road. Act like we wasn't even there. Looked right at us. Yeah. Didn't even pay us no mind. He's just like, what's yeah. up, y'all? Right. Y'all have good luck. Right. And, uh, but uh, I mean, there's, there's bears, there's bears here, but now I'm not knocking because these, these face, these Facebook posts is what it did is when somebody first seen the, seen the bear, then of course everybody's sort of heightened. I'm looking for a bear. I'm looking for a bear. I'm looking for a bear. It's going to be in my yard next. Yeah. And so bam, 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 bam. Everybody's seeing this bear. Bam, bam, bam. And they're getting pictures of it. Yeah. yeah I mean, they're they're really seeing it. And you got to look at it from their perspective, too. You may have kids playing out in the yard. I mean, if you know a bear's in your backyard, you ain't going to let your kids go out there and play. No. If Or your dog's outside. I mean, that's, that's common sense. I've seen a lot of people saying, well, you know. I mean, use some common sense. We live in a partly rural county. There's going to be animals out here. Man, that, these people are excited. Yeah, they. they some, most of these people that are seeing this bear ain't never even seen, a lot of them ain't never even seen a deer that close as that right. bear's been. Right. And uh, so, so, so male bears, boars, they have a, a range of like 60 square miles. Yep. Maybe a little more. Yeah, something like that. And that's a that's a big area. A female's like eight and a half. A sow's like eight and a half to ten miles is her range. They're most active in the spring and summer months, early in the mornings, late in the evenings. You know what I'm saying? They breed in July. So here this is June. It makes sense, you know, to start seeing some bears if if there's one in your area yeah um so that's been the big 
thing going on. Yeah, it ain't like it ain't like I think I think it's two bears myself because of because of the locations people are seeing them, and there'll be two or three different people post on the Facebook just seen a bear over here, and then thirty minutes later just seen the bear over here, and they're like they're so far away from each other. Right. And you're like, whoa, that right. bear is getting it, son. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I think it's a possibility that it's two bears. I haven't did the mileage, like how far from the last sighting to this sighting. But you got to think, a wild animal walking in the woods yeah, walks way faster than us. And that's that's all they're doing all day. And they're not taking, you know, in, in our way of thinking in this area we live, we're thinking of the roads that it takes us to get somewhere and unless you've walked this country that way like the way a wild animal was you you don't even understand it yeah because they're not they don't care about they're not like i'm gonna walk the side of 278 right and go where i'm going that's right they're just like well i need to be all the way over there so i guess i'll just start and they're they're pretty they're they might be going in a straight line right they're crossing over five or six different roads to get where they want to go right they don't. They just. They don't. hundreds of backyards. Yeah, that, them jokers ain't got a backpack and a map pulling that thing out, and they're like, "Well, where we go now, Daddy?" That's right. That's <laughs> right. So yeah, that bears uh been been pretty interesting, and like I said, we've seen bears. Uh, I haven't never really tried to hunt a bear in this area myself, but just hadn't seen the sign enough sign to say, "Okay, I'm going to try to hunt a bear around here." I've seen tracks. I've seen a bear. Here turkey hunting. Uh, we seen that bear a couple years ago coon hunting. I mean, we've seen them, and then of course it's it seems like about every other year there's a bear up here. Now we have seen uh, some apple trees on the forest where bears evidently yep. had broke the limbs off of the the apple trees, climbing up in the apple trees. Um, yeah, something I find interesting is that these everybody's seeing the bear, right? But nobody, and there's people saying, you know, make sure your kids stay in the house or don't let your dogs out. But people get a lot more scared when it's like a coyote. If they see a coyote out in their yard or something. Right. I mean, people are like, lock your doors, tape your windows (laughs) shut. Well, you know, a lot of that's probably got to do with all the, the, the reports and the reading somebody might do. We don't necessarily have that problem. I don't think in any of the southeastern states. Uh, if we do, I haven't heard it. But you know, out there in California and some of those those out west states, I think they have a possibly a legit problem with coyotes getting their pets. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, remember the video I was showing you and Buck? It was some some state up north, but they were walking out of their truck, and the lady had like a crate. Yeah. And you could hear a cat or something meow. Right. And then a bobcat come up and tried to like get the get the crate from the lady. Yeah. She's like yelling for her husband. He goes over there and grabs the bobcat and then you can oh, see yeah. it in the camera. Yeah. He's out in the front yard and he's like and he like picks it up and looks at him and goes, You're a bobcat. <laughs> yeah. And then he throws the bobcat across the yard. I remember that. Starts chasing around going, I'm gonna shoot it. You know, when I was policing, uh there was a girl that there's a trail uh that runs i think it runs from powder springs all the way to the alabama line the silver comet trail where it, does it start in powder springs uh i can't remember you've showed it to me before yeah. but anyhow somebody was walking that silver comet trail in dallas and they what they did is there was a small trail that the residents of this subdivision had sort of made their self to access the Silver Comet Trail because it yeah. run behind. So they took a, a a sewer line that was there, and they they walked that sewer line back there to the trail. And uh, I got a call that a girl had been bit by a dog. And uh, so we went out there, me and another guy, me and another officer went out there, and when we got out there, I was like, okay, where's the dog at? And her boyfriend said, no, it was a fox. And uh, he said, and I kicked it, and it just laid there. So I think I killed it. 
I said, oh, wow. I said, well, so I had, they had a bucket. I said, well, let me, let me borrow that bucket because it may be rabid. Rab- you have rabies. <laughs> and uh, so I, me and the other officer took that, took that bucket and uh, walked up that trail. And we got right under where that fox was. And it was laying down. And I said, there it is. When I said, there it is, that joker come alive, son. And went to half growl barking at us, you know. And I was like, whoa, I believe this thing does have rabies. And uh, we was in some tight quarters. You know, like I said, that trail was just enough for a footpath. Yeah. It wasn't like in a field or anything like that. And uh, brutal alert. I don't want any animal lovers to get freaked out, but this is what, what had to happen. It started to come at us, you know, aggressively. And one of the officers popped it with an asp. And uh, I put my foot across his neck. And, I mean, of course, it's it's going crazy. And finally it died. And we called animal control and put it in the bucket. And uh, they... They said they had to have the head for the rabies test. I just gave them the old fox. And uh, that thing had rabies. Mm. And uh, so in in these suburbs, when it meets the rule, especially now, there are suburbs that don't really meet the rule that have a lot of game in them. I mean, you go up the road to Fulton County, and that is prime deer lease opportunities i mean there's people there's people there shanking 180 170 inch bucks every year was it was it fulton this past deer season the guy coming his first year on the lease from he was from texas and he he got a was it i think it was in fulton but he he had a lease right here in Fulton. No, you're talking about that double drop time buck in Floyd County. Yeah, that's where it was. Yeah, Floyd. Now, now Floyd's real rule. They 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 have suburb you know subdivisions and things there, but it's it's a lot more rule, a lot more agriculture than what we have here. I'm talking small pieces of property behind factories, uh, behind subdivisions, behind the Walmart retention ponds that these people find out who owns the land and i mean they are hunting in the city inside city limits and just slocking just monster bucks you know what i mean that that have learned to live in these environments and i'm you know of course you you got you got your coyotes you got your raccoons you got stuff like that you possums and armadillos yeah you got all that kind of stuff that that don't get hunted you know what i mean that get trapped when they become a nuisance and uh get removed however however the trappers you know the pest control trappers remove them i don't i don't know um but yeah so i also seen where in lagrange here recently which lagrange is like middle west georgia yeah uh not far west but middle georgia and somebody killed an alligator that had come up in their yard and uh, i seen a, a video that the one of the actual residents put on there while she was speaking with uh one of her family members was speaking with the game wardens and the uh wildlife techs that they had tried to get in touch with the uh, DNR through the police department there. And it took like a really long time. And for whatever reason, that person ended up going ahead and killing that alligator. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know all the, I don't want to tell the story because I don't know all of the story. You know what I'm saying? Uh, It happens, man. These animals where you live. Oh, yeah. That it reminds I'm, me. It, go ahead. I remember we woke up. Well, I remember one day when we had Jake, the mountain cur dog we used to have. Right. I went out here to feed him, and there was a, a red fox. Remember, I remember calling you, and he come up, and I was out there in Jake's pen feeding him, and that fox come up and was right outside the door of his pen. Right, right. And I remember calling you and saying, Daddy. There's a fox out here. Right. And yeah. I I can't remember I can't remember if he was in the house or at work or whatever. 
But you were like, well, stay in the pen, see if he goes away. Yeah. And you come out on the porch, and when you come out, it run away. And then not long ago, uh, Dot woke us up out there barking. Yeah. And we woke up, and we walked out the house, and all you heard was, ah, ah. Ah, ah. Oh, when that fox was that barking. Fox was out there bar- a fox was out there barking. Don't know if yeah. it was the same one. But, right, right. I mean, but that's, that's two in- encounters, I would call it, with a fox. Right. We've had just right here in the backyard. That's right. That, uh, we had some groundhogs when we lived in Rockmart, and we had a chihuahua that run in a groundhog hole. Remember that chihuahua we had named Tater? Oh, yeah. He run in the groundhog hole, and the groundhog killed him. You remember that? I remember that. That was that was the first time we ever let him stay outside when we were gone. Yeah, yeah. And we we had just we just went down the road, right, to Gingall's house. Well, I was there. I seen him run in the oh, hole. Oh yeah, that's right. You yeah, were there. And I, and I dug him out of the hole. He, yeah, that groundhog killed him. Now this Chihuahua probably weighed four pounds at the most oh yeah it was a little old thing and he he run in that groundhog hole after that groundhog and uh that groundhog killed him and i, I remember one time <laughs> talking about ant deer in the subdivisions when i was contracting for the phone company uh me and three or four guys was out there digging up a phone splice for the for the tech to work on some of the phone cables and there was a field beside us that was probably, oh, 200 yards across. And on the other end of this field, there was a doe come out. And this collie dog run down from this house and started chasing that doe. And that doe would run in circles and stop. And then it would chase that collie dog in circles. And they did that three or four times. And we was like, man, that's that's got to be these people's pet deer, you know, or or this deer's just got so used to this dog, they're they're buddies now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, one of them guys said, "Well, Corn, you won't go over there and pet that deer." I said, "Well, by golly, I will too." So here I go taking off across this two hundred yard field, and I get about uh probably thirty forty yards from this deer, and the dog's raising cane, barking at me, you know, and uh. That deer stands up on its hind legs and kicks its front feet a few times. Kangaroo deer. I said, oh, this thing is about to wear me out, son. And I turn around and I look back and the deer's taking like hops toward me. I'm like, oh, this deer's about to mess me up. <laughs> I take off running just as hard as I can, and them guys are standing over there just laughing, hollering, run, fat boy, run, go, go, go. <laughs> I turn around. You know, I, I done made it about 15 yards running full speed, <laughs> and I see that deer hopping a time or two, you know. And I, I try to ramp it up just as hard as I can running toward the truck, running toward the tractor, and I get over and they're just, I mean, they're dying. They're rolling on the ground. <laughs> and uh, one of them, I can't remember his name. He, he he says, you know what the funniest thing is? I said, what? He said, that deer quit after about the fifth hop. <laughs> and I had run all the way across the field just as hard as I could. Just as hard as I could. And, uh, yeah, I remember that. That was in the back of a subdivision up there. I remember. This is funny, and everybody still makes fun of me for it to this day. <laughs> I was out there in the garage one night. Now I, I, I mean, I had my speaker going, playing music. I think I was cleaning up the garage or something, getting it ready so I could do some working out. I never did that time, but you know what I mean. And uh, it was, it was about eight o'clock, something like that at night. It was dark outside. And I was just, you know, in there chilling, cleaning, you know, calm. And I mean, out of nowhere, I hear something going on in the woods. So I step out there and I'm like, well, because I got a cat roaming around here named Mary. I'm like, well, it's just her. She's off there in the yard somewhere. I can't see her. It's a gray cat and it was dark outside. And I go back in there and it come running through the yard and it was a baby deer. And that thing come up in the garage with me. I mean, it got it got two feet from me, and I guess it, it seen me when it started coming in the garage, and you know it 
pushed its old hooves out like that, and it started slowing down, braking, and that thing turned around and shot back out of the garage. Oh, it scared the crap out of me. I come out of the garage, run up steps, run the house, open the door, shut it, and I, I don't know why, but I held the door shut. Yeah, you did. I was sitting right there. You was holding the door shut like Jason Voorhees was after you or something, Michael Myers. You had your back against the door, holding both your arms out for all Daddy, the way across the Daddy door. Daddy looks at me and he goes, what in the world is going on, man? Yeah, and you said, a whole baby deer just run in the garage. A whole baby deer as if there's a half baby deer that could be running around why did you say whole baby deer? i don't know it just it had me startled i didn't know it just had my words all confused up <laughs> i still to this day do not understand why you said a whole baby deer <laughs> why did you say that i don't know <laughs> I, I don't get it man shorty was making fun of me for it the other day we was fishing he goes now don't be scared now. I did see a baby deer over there. Yeah. So if you go on that side, don't be scared. Right. <laughs> that, uh, so yeah, they, I mean, these animals around where you live, I, I can't really speak for downtown Atlanta or anywhere like that, but, uh, them animals are everywhere. I like to see myself, I like to see people get excited and realize what's around them. You know, you see a lot of folks on there on the facebook or whatever it may be making fun of these people man let these people have some fun let let somebody be excited about something everybody's got to knock on everybody and beat on everybody what else is facebook for there ain't nothing on that but a bunch of junk anyway yeah really you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i mean really and truthfully what come on yeah let, let, daddy says it i just get on there to look at mimmies yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let let somebody be excited about something. As long as it's good, good, wholesome, clean stuff. Don't don't fear these animals. They, I'd be more afraid of some insects that's around my house than I, than I would a bear or yeah. uh, anything like that. But it does go to show you that you need to know the safety. Oh yeah, of being around animals. I mean, if you see a bear out in your yard, I wouldn't recommend walking up to it. Or right. trying to mess with it or anything, because you don't know if that ba- that bear could be like oh, Joker right here trying to battle. There, there ain't no wild animal uh, that's going to you ain't you ain't going to compete with fighting a wild animal. Nah, yeah, you just ain't Mm-mm. a black bear, a deer, a coyote, uh, anything. I wouldn't want a coon to get on me. A raccoon. I've seen some coons wear some dogs out, son. Yeah. I've seen a coon wear three or four dogs out. I mean, those are some bad. I, 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 I personally would probably more apt to grab a bear than I would a raccoon. And I, I mean, I mean, I don't know if y'all ever heard it or not, but the noise that a coon makes when it's trying to get down—that that's yeah, anything yeah. that can sound like that—that's some type of alien. Yeah, it, they they get pretty wild. They get pretty. <laughs> <laughs> they get they get pretty vocal that uh so yeah man they're they're out there i mean people get bats in their attic and yeah squirrels they, squirrels snakes everywhere that uh but a, they you know a bear people are like oh this this thing's gonna eat me up you know what i mean i think i think a lot of the the surprising factors because a lot of times people associate bears with the mountains they're like, yeah. oh, up there in Blue Ridge, you know, like where y'all went. It's 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 common to see a bear too. A good a good many a time. Right. But we ain't Paulton County ain't the mountains. No. no. So when people see a bear down here, they're like, Whoa. Right. Whoa, there's a bear down here. That's yeah, you're what's right. going on, man. But I mean these these bears they got bears in Florida. Yeah. There's uh I can't remember who it was. Somebody was talking the other day. A guy they knew had a hunting club down there in North Florida, I think close to Panama City. And they said they was loaded with bears down there. Every time they put corn in their feeders, these, these bears, which that Clinch County uh, is way down south, Georgia, right on the Florida line. That uh, that hunting club we had on Treat Mountain. Yeah. yeah. They was getting pictures of bears out there, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and that's Polk County. That's right beside 
That's borders Paulden. Yeah. So, I mean, they. Now, Polk County's really, really rural, though. Yeah. I mean, real rural. You know, I think, I think like bears, bears can live 30 years, but I think the majority of them die way before their early 20s. And, uh, like only only one percent of them die in the in the den stuff like that. I guess here in Georgia that they don't really have even small. I mean, I guess a coyote might could get a little one, but I think primarily they're only black bears. They're only real predator maybe up in the northwestern states and things like that are wolves. That's something. That's something I've always found interesting. How you never actually see an animal, a dead animal. Like when we're hunting and stuff, we never walk up on like a a deer that just died naturally. Have you ever watched a video of of somebody putting a dead animal out and they put a, a camera on it and watch the insects and the other scavengers that come and yeah. clean that thing up? It happens rapid. There, there's only one time I have seen an actual an animal, a dead animal that could. And it, I'm like 100% sure it was just something that happened to the deer. Like nobody killed it and threw it out or anything. When I was checking the cameras for the DNR with that skunk project, there was one, I mean, on that, I can't remember where it was, but it was on that ridge that was like really steep. Remember the creek yeah. was running down there? Yeah, yeah. And right down the creek down there, there was a deer, a dead right. deer just laying down there in the bottom of the creek. Yeah. But I mean, it, it it hadn't been tore up. We couldn't see no me me and Buck couldn't see where anything had ripped into it yet or anything. Well, the the side of those of that that ridge right there was really really steep. Yeah, it could have slid down there. That's what I was thinking. It broke slid down legs. there, broke its leg, and died. Yeah, couldn't get up. Could have broke multiple legs. Couldn't get get up. I mean, there's numerous things that could have happened that to was, it. That was the only time I think I've ever seen a an animal dead right actually seen it dead right and it not be caused by a human yeah or caused hit by, by a car. human or already be decaying or ripped apart right hmm that's pretty interesting i'm, I'm trying to think yeah I, I mean i've been out and seen feathers and i know yep. i've seen like dead snakes stuff like that but i don't think i've ever seen anything that was just out there dead that it died you know what I mean? I don't maybe a bird here and there, something like that, but not no, yeah, not nothing like that. I know I found dead snakes, dead turtles, yeah, stuff like that. Hmm. Old rubs, stuff like that. Interesting. Well, what else you got, Coney? I don't think I got anything. We got got a deep sea fishing trip coming up. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. hey, you know we we did that one podcast talking about hikers wearing orange and uh i didn't know it at the time we did that podcast i read a small article and we'll we'll read it maybe we can iterate on it on a later podcast a little bit more but if any of y'all out here is interested i think it was may the 9th in missouri there's some type of uh hunting or refuge or something that the lewis and clark trail goes through there and it's like 7300 acres and they was having a quota hunt, and only 40 people got drawed for that turkey hunt. And there was an individual that was turkey hunting, and he was not hunting far enough off the trail. That specific hunt, or specific, maybe maybe it's a Missouri thing, I'm not 100% sure. You have to be 100 yards off a hiking trail. It may, and it may be a logging road and all that. I'm not too sure. But I do know he was not the legal limit off the road. And he seen a tom fly. He startled a turkey. And he shot at a tom that was flying. And he hit some a hiker that was hiking on the Lewis and Clark Trail. And uh, I do... I'm pretty sure they charged him uh i don't know all the logistics i was just going to mention that to you while i had you here maybe you can check it out and get down to the 
the meat and the sauce about it. I, if I'm hunting, I ain't going to shoot at anything like that. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean, if what, and it's happened to us before we're walking down, we're walking through the woods and we start, we've startled turkeys. Oh yeah. They They fly fly up. Yeah. And our first, and is that's what you've taught us. You know, the turkey's flying. So right. if you shoot at it, miss it, you've you've wasted a shell one. Right. You and more than likely you're gonna wound it. And it, and you're gonna and you're if more you than likely gonna it. gonna wound it. Right. And that ain't no that ain't that's you wanna when you kill something you wanna kill it humanely. Right. You don't wanna wound it and then have to go find it a day right. later. Right. Plus, it could have been a turkey flying and it you, you was like, Oh, that's a tom and shoot at it, kill it, yeah. drop it out of the sky and it comes down as a hen. That's right. So you haven't identified your target, right? Or you've wasted a shell or well, wounded an animal. Well, and it, if you are, if you're swinging, if you're in an area like that, and you're swinging a gun, trying to follow something, it is hard because you you need to know what's past your target, right? Yep. And it was clear that hunter didn't know what was past his target because he shot somebody. You know what I'm saying? And uh, to- total, you know, total responsibility of the hunter was just thrown out the window when that individual decided to do that. Uh, it's like when, like when we go hunting, if we know we're going to be within a hundred yards of each other hunting, because we're trying to kill the, a certain animal we've been hunting all year or something, we're not going to have somebody. We're not going to have us both look in the same direction. Right, right. We're turned away from each other, facing different directions. That's right. So, so when we shoot, we know for a fact that the people who are supposed to be out there anyway, right, ain't behind where we're ain't behind where we're shooting, right. But that's right. I mean, it's just a good rule of thumb is to know know the land Believe before that. you go out there and start shooting. Believe it. that. Well, all right, raccoon, you got anything else? No, not really. I ain't got nothing else either. I guess we'll holler, y'all. Sounds good. Deuces.